This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you for making us part of your day. We are live today from Granite Credit Union, 3109 West, 4700 South. It's their grand opening of their Taylorsville location. Stop by and find out what they're all about. Beautiful, beautiful location. Love what they've done with it. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's terrific. All right, Gordon, let's talk a little NBA basketball. Came across this today. Uh, Tim Bontemps, who covers the NBA for ESPN, talked to 10 different uh, uh, scouts or executives in the NBA. So okay. the sample size is a little bit small, but I still think this is uh, this is pretty interesting. All right. uh, so they went through a few uh, questions, and the Jazz are involved in some of these. Some they're not. But uh, I, I, I've got the answers in front of me. You have not seen no, these I've yet. No, I have not. So I will kind of run some of them by okay. you, and, and see. we'll see how close you are. Let's do it. All right. Uh, who is the best player in the NBA heading into the 21-22 season? And this was actually, there are only two answers. Each got five votes. I would so it's say a tie for number one. Luka Doncic. He, it's tied? Tied. And uh, Giannis? Giannis, yes. Not Luka. Kevin Durant's the other one. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I, was, I was a little bit surprised with no LeBron there because he usually gets at least a He's long in the tooth. He is long in the tooth, but you know how many how many people have we said LeBron's still the best team <laughs> or best player in the league? I mean, you hear it like every other day, um, but not according to scouts and executives. Interesting. All right. Uh, the best move of the off season. Wow. The winner got five out of the ten votes. Was it the Lakers? No. Was it the Heat? It was the Heat. The Kyle Lowry to the Miami Heat was uh, received five votes as the best move of the offseason. Now, remember the Westbrook thing okay. for a second. Uh, number two, Jalen Suggs to the the Magic. So uh, that got two votes. So wow, yeah, the people impressed by that draft pick. Okay, um, and then all these received one. So three moves received one vote each. Uh, the Chicago Bulls offseason, their whole offseason, so okay. somebody liked their offseason. Patty Mills to the Brooklyn Nets got a vote. And then this got a vote. The Washington Wizards for trading Russell Westbrook. <laughs> That's pretty funny. The, the, the Wizards for trading Russell Westbrook. And let me here's, here's what the uh, executive said. It was an Eastern Conference executive said about that. Quote, they were trapped. Now they have flexibility, and it changes, uh, it changes the fact that they don't have this giant anchor hanging around their heads. Welcome to L.A. <laughs> Ship the anchor away. He's got two years left and $90 million on his contract. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. And now he's the third best player on a team and isn't a particularly good fit from a style perspective. Yeah, yeah. Controversial move on the part of the Lakers. We'll see if it works. I, if it does, then okay. You'll have to 
have to admit it, but uh, it seems like a curious move overall. All right, the worst move moves of the off season. There's a tie on this one with uh, the, the three Sixers votes for not apiece. for not trading Ben Simmons. No, one uh, or three uh, agreed with our friend uh, Keith Smith, who joined us uh, earlier in the four o'clock hour. The Demar Derozan deal to Chicago, okay. yeah. where he got probably too much money in too many years. I got to agree with him there. Uh, he also tied with three votes. The entire New Orleans Pelicans offseason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mr. Griffin uh, is, well, I don't know. It just seems like he's in a bit of a slump. They've done nothing. Nothing this offseason, essentially. Keep Zion healthy? Is that what their mm. idea is? Uh, then with two votes, uh, at number three, Russell Westbrook to the Lakers. Yeah. As the worst deal, uh-huh. by the way. The worst move of the offseason. Very split. And then these two had one vote apiece. Doug McDermott to the Spurs. And then this one was interesting. The Brooklyn Nets not re-signing Jeff Green. Really? And I, listen, I come back to the fact with Jeff Green that we we absolutely should have seen what happened with the Jazz coming because the guy is on a different team every year. <laughs> and he's built like an Adonis. I mean, he's got the he's exactly what NBA teams are looking for in a player as far as size and length and versatility and all that stuff can guard four, if not five positions. But yet he's on a different team every year. That means that each team has gotten to look at him and said, you know what? We know that about you and we still don't want you on our team. Well, as skeptical as you and I can be uh, when we talked with Jeff Green, when he came to Utah, he talked a good game. He talked a good game. It just did not work. It, it, it was, it was, it was, it was hard to watch. He played a fairly key role for the Nets last year, and yeah. so what do they think? We're like, hey, you you were key to the team last year, but uh, we still don't want you back. <laughs> and in yeah. fact, it's personal. <laughs> we don't want you coming back at all. It, it nothing to do with your play on the court. We just don't like you. <laughs> Something's amiss there. I don't know what. Um, all right. The most surprising move of the offseason. Uh, number one seemed fairly obvious to me, but only got three votes. The Westbrook's right? No. What? Uh, Dennis Schroeder going to the Celtics. Why was that surprising? The man was desperate. I think that's the surprising part of it, okay. that he thought he was going to get a long-term deal from somewhere and make 20 mil a year, and, <laughs> and, uh, and that didn't end up being the case. It did not. But I think it may ultimately work out for him because he's still relatively young. He's not young, but he's he's got years ahead of him. And uh, he can prove uh, that he can prove his value this year with the Celtics and see where that what he can get as far as a contract goes after this. Run. It could just as easily go the other it way. Could. And he's going to be a vet minimum guy for the rest of his career. <laughs> Bounce around like Jeff Green. Risk and reward. Um, number two was Kemba Walker's buyout slash signing with the Knicks got two votes. And then the rest of these just got one, the Portland trailblazers off season, which I think could be the answer. I'm surprised that they've done nothing. Yeah, I agree. Everyone thought that there was going to be a move there. Uh, Damien was uh, upset and, uh, there seems to be a bit of redundancy on that team where they are lacking certain parts of it that need to be put together. I thought that Powell acquisition was really going to help them. And it, it, it didn't I think really... it did, but it, it wasn't 
a game changer. Yeah. Like, he's a good player, and they needed his skill, and, and there's a reason they worked to retain him. I get that. But it was not a go-from-good-team-to-great-team kind of move. I, I, I'm I with you. I think they've bumped up into a ceiling. Didn't David disagree with this when we were talking about this yesterday, though? So maybe maybe rational minds can disagree a little bit. But I, I thought that they'd move C.J. McCollum just to change it up, but also that he has a tremendous amount of value. So it's not like it would just change up. You could bring back a really good player or multiple really good players so what is it he's that, a really good what player. What is it that that team needs? Uh, I think they need a, a versatile wing, but uh, I guess so does everybody, right? Yeah. Apparently they <laughs> thought they needed a new coach. And I don't know if that was necessarily their problem. I no. like Stotts. Yeah, I yeah. think a lot of people respect him as a coach. Um, also getting one vote, the Mavericks offseason, which they haven't done anything yeah. either. That surprised me. Yeah. Well, this is the most surprising yeah, moves of the offseason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Patty Mills to the Nets got a vote. Russell Westbrook to the Lakers got a vote. And Chris Paul re-signing with the Suns got a vote. Why was the Patty Mills signing so surprising? I don't know. Seems so inconsequential to me. I don't know why it would get a vote. He's a good player. Sure, but I mean, it's just, it's just another veteran moving around to play a role, you know. Why would that be surprising? <laughs> Unless they thought he would stay in San Antonio forever, I guess. Um. And then I didn't understand why Chris Paul re-signing with the Suns would have been a surprise. Although I was surprised he opted out. Maybe that's what they're getting at. Maybe somebody thought that Chris uh, thought he was uh, wanted to go to, you know, some other place like the Lakers or something where he could uh, be a big cheese there. Yeah, but he would have had to take the veteran minimum to do it. He was never going to do that. Maybe, maybe, but yeah, we're asking why it's surprising. So I don't know. It could surprise anybody, I suppose. Um, this I thought was pretty interesting, Gordon. Why are so few teams tanking now? And leading the way with three votes out of ten again, flattened draft lottery, uh, lottery odds. Um, also tied with three votes, uh, recent playoff success by smaller market teams. Mm. You buy into that? Um. Is the suggestion there that they uh, don't don't try uh, just because you're not going to be able to you know move into that territory anyway? Maybe teams pushing their chips in where they would be patient in the past. I don't know. I don't know if I'm totally buying into that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, tied uh, also tied with two votes. Two more answers. Uh, the advent of the play-in tur- tournament got two votes, and a lack of turnover in front offices got two votes. Yeah, I don't know about that last one, but I can see the, the the playoff situation having some effect. I hope it did. Um, I think it did. Yeah, I don't. I still. That was the whole point, wasn't it? Well, other than making extra money, I still don't know if I like it to be honest. But I I think it kept more teams trying longer. I think it did have that effect. All right, and and this is uh, of course where it gets it gets interesting, Gordon. Who is going to win each conference and the NBA title? So keep in mind, this is, these are 10 anonymous executives and scouts. Okay. We'll s- start in the East. I would guess that the, the Nets are the favorite. With seven votes, yeah. so overwhelmingly. And uh, then in the West. Wait, hold on. The Bucks got two and the Heat got one, okay. if, if people are, are wondering, and nobody else got any other votes. In the West. In the West, uh, this is interesting to me because how much did the Suns impress these guys? Uh, or uh, I, I guess I would, well, because I don't think that people that are as educated as these folks are that they're going to fall for the Russell Westbrook thing. So I, I'll go, 
I'll go uh, Clippers-Suns. So neither the Clippers nor the Suns got a vote. Well, I, okay, who did? The Lakers got five. The Warriors got two. Oh, wow. Okay. The, the Jazz got two. Did they really? And the Nuggets got one. That surprises me. Well, the Clipper thing doesn't surprise me because I do think Kawhi is the big wild card. And if he even comes back, I mean, he might even not he might not even bother to come back. He just signed his long term deal. So I don't know if he's going to be in a in a huge rush to come back. So I kind of get the Clippers one there. Um, well, why? OK. I mean, I think that the Lakers vote has more to do with uh, a healthy LeBron and healthy AD than it does anything else. Oh, I, I think the LeBron part is probably more so even than AD, I yeah. would say. Yeah, well, I, as think, opposed I think LeBron to the addition got, of, of Westbrook. Yes, yeah, that, LeBron got five votes. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and the and Warriors, I, I, I don't know if I would predict that, certainly, but I can understand the logic behind that. You think Clay comes back and they're mm-hmm. going to rewind the clock to the Warriors of old. I don't know if that's true, but I can see why they got votes. But I, I thought it was pretty interesting the Jazz got a couple of votes. Here. I do, too. And why the Suns didn't get anything? Uh, because the, the Suns were a flash in the pan. Chris Paul's coming back. What, what, what do they think? What's wrong with that team? Uh, he's old. Let's see. Here's what uh, the, they said about uh, Utah. There's a quote on okay. here. Okay. Utah received two votes with two injuries to Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley cited as overlooked reasons why the Jazz fell short in last season's playoffs and indications that the team with the best record in the NBA last year shouldn't be discounted. Quote, they are deep and were the best team in the league most of last year, said an Eastern Conference executive. They had a bad series versus the Clippers, but a whole lot of people say you can't win until you win. They were knocking on the door last year, and I think they get there this time. Wow. High praise. Then, uh, as far as NBA title goes, the Jazz did not receive any votes. Brooklyn got six, the Lakers got two, the Bucks got one, and the Heat got one. That probably comes down to experience or lack thereof. I'm surprised they didn't at least get a vote. I mean, if, if you think the Jazz could get there, you know. I mean, maybe you think Brooklyn's that dominant, I suppose, depending on... We don't know who voted for the Jazz, right? They've... If they made it to the finals, it would be a new experience for, for those players. And and sometimes that freaks guys out. And, yeah. So I, I, I'm trying to guess what the thinking was. I'm not quite sure. But two votes to win the West out of ten. That's not bad. That's not bad. It's respect, certainly. Yeah. And they should get those votes, though. We shouldn't be surprised. They did have the best record in the league last year. And I know that everybody looks at the playoffs, but they were really good. And they were smoking teams when they were at their best last they year. They were, and, mean, and they did have injuries. I mean, some people say, I'm tired of hearing that. Uh, it doesn't it's, make it's it any excuse. less impactful, though. It, yeah, it was impactful. Yes, it, of course it, had, it was. It played a big role. So, um, See, yeah. I, I love it that, that people will look at the Jazz and say, well, injury is no excuse, and then look at the Lakers at the very same time and go, well, LeBron was hurt. <laughs> How are they supposed to win when LeBron was hurt? And not, I suppose, that Mike Conley is as good as LeBron James. But the truth is, the truth is if you don't have an NBA All-Star playing for your team. Right, and your other one is somewhat compromised i don't buy into the donovan as much because he still produced he did he still produced but he couldn't well. play the game the way he typically does yeah i i got you but but mike conley not being on the floor mm-hmm. how could that not be 
I mean, I know we get caught up in the well. They beat the Jazz without or the Clippers beat the Jazz without Kawhi. No rational human is going to make an argument that the Clippers are better without Kawhi Leonard. Nobody, no rational human would make the argument that the Jazz are better without Mike Conley or yeah. Rudy Gobert or Donovan Mitchell. Exactly. If you don't have an All Star on the floor, you're not going to be as good. So if the Jazz. Uh, stay healthy. It's a big if, but they stay healthy at the right time. And that will be interesting to watch how they handle load management, trying to prepare for that postseason. And they acquired a couple of players who can help them. And, yeah, I mean, I, I can see what those uh, those folks are thinking by uh, elevating the Jazz to that status. Uh, it's going to be an interesting year. Did you see the... Uh, I think Donovan sent out on Twitter on some some form, I, I don't know what, where he was working out. And I don't remember what the, the caption was, but it was something along the lines, essentially, of not working hard to stay the same. He's motivated to get better, and he has to because he is the Jazz's main cog, and uh, offensively, certainly. And he he has to match the play of the other super. He has to match the play of the Kevin Durants and the LeBrons and the ADs and the uh, a healthy Kawhi Leonard. It, 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 that's that's his calling now. He he has to do that, and it seems like he's taking that on his shoulders. I don't know. It's a social media post. Well, you don't think it means anything? Not really. Uh, I I don't think he was just quote unquote posing. I think he's putting it out there for a reason, but I, I mean, it's a it's a social media post. I don't know. Yeah, I, I have you know. ever have you ever seen all the uh, the the pictures LeBron puts out there of himself reading a book, and he's always on the first page. <laughs> You can look into Give that. Give me that book. Is it upside, that, is it upside down? There's people that have uh, have put them all together in collages because he'll tweet himself <laughs> out reading all these interesting books, and he's always on the first page. Well, maybe he's just but I, It's a social media post. Like, social media is such a funny world in and of itself. I mean, do you feel like you need to, when you're hacking out a column, do you feel like you need to take a picture of yourself and be like, <laughs> working hard to bring you the best reading material possible? I just... Never done I, that, no. Listen, listen, I have no doubt Donovan Mitchell is trying to uh, improve his game because we've seen him improve his game for years now, and he always seems to get better each and every year. So I have no doubt that he's putting in the work, but it's not because of some social media post. Well, I, it's a, and it's a reflection of his attitude. He's got a lot of ego involved, and he wants to be great. So why not tweet out a picture? Well, I don't please. think it's disingenuous. I don't know what it is, but I'm not going to think that somebody's working hard or not based on some gym selfie. Well, it's not based solely on that. It's also the fact that you already said it. He's gotten better every year. Which is good enough without the... Well, I know, but you're holding it against him. Like it's somehow a fake. Like he's somehow saying, oh, look at me, I'm working hard, no, but I'm really not. not. I'm laying on the beach. I said not because of some social media post. I don't care about some social media post. But you're posts. making it sound as though you're discounting no, that. No, it's not. It just doesn't matter. How dare he it do that? It doesn't matter. Social media post, it's, it's PR stuff. It's not reality. And that's not Donovan Mitchell. That's everybody. That's everybody that posts the posts. You ever go on to Facebook, Gordon, or, or Instagram, or whatever the kids are doing these days, and you look at your friends and you go, God, they just have the most perfect lives in the world. They're smiling all the time, doing all nothing but fun stuff. 
That's not reality. I, I know that, It's just that, what Jake. people Although, put out there. I don't hold it against I'm them. I'm not holding like it against do. anybody. Yes, you do. You hold it against them. And I, I just figure it's people out having fun. And, yeah, it is a little bit of the Christmas card syndrome where you sit there and brag about no, what you're, your you're, kids did during the year. Which is fine. And all you're that. missing the point, though. The, the, the point is I don't need the social media post to know that Donovan Mitchell is working hard in the lab. I don't. I'd love to see what friends and family are doing, but it's not reality. I'm not missing the point. I'm saying there are two things there, bits of evidence. It's one thing if Donovan Mitchell is a slacker and doesn't work hard, but we know he does. And so when he poses in a picture that, look, I'm working hard, I'm not going to sit there and think, bah. I think it's just one more little bit of evidence. Yeah, he's working hard. See, I don't think it's evidence. And you said I held it against him. I don't care. I don't care, but I'm not I'm not I'm not thinking, oh man. You, you this said, is this is the Donovan's kicking. Why is he doing that? He shouldn't be doing that. I didn't say he shouldn't be doing it. Well, I said I'm not that. I said I'm not going to buy into what you read into the social media post. You said, look, he's working and he cares and, and boy, he's going to take it to the next level. I'm not going to get that from some uh, silly social media post. But on top of the fact that you know what his attitude is. But that's something different now. Well, but what? I know, but they, they, they are substantiating I, the same point. I think that five years of track record means a little more than a gym selfie. I didn't say one meant more than one. <laughs> Never mind. You just are jealous. <laughs> That's what you are. Uh, you You're it. jealous of all those people out there living a good life. No, I just I I love seeing my friends and family be happy. Again, you're missing the point. But I'm it's not, not missing it's the not point. Reality. You keep telling me I'm missing the point. I'm not missing the point. I'm sure Donovan Mitchell uh, veges out uh, watching The Office too, but he's not. If he if he put out a selfie and said oh, watching The Office, would you be like? God, what a lazy bum. No, like, he's think, not even was, doing anything this offseason. I wouldn't think season. that. You would think that. That's the problem. Reading into every social media Jeez. post. Need it. Need it. Unbelievable. Live at Granite Credit Union here in Taylorsville. It's their grand opening, 3109 West, 4700 South in Taylorsville. The grand opening going on through Saturday. They're going to have food trucks. We've got cookies. Uh, they're doing a, a giveaway for a beautiful barbecue set, including a brand new smoker. Uh, you need to come check it out. Uh, 40, uh, 3109 West, 4700 South. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. We're joined now by Dick Harmon, sports columnist for the Deseret News. Some talk about Kalani and being extended and not being extended and, you know, how long they're going to let it play out. How do you view this situation? You have Mark Pope being backed by the owner of the Utah Jazz, a person that's put up money for him at Utah Valley and at BYU. Now you've got Kalani coming in with the guy with Bill Bar, and it's his buddy, and he's got a pocketbook that's pretty deep. So Kalani now has his guy in his corner, and he's got leverage now because of what's happened with his friend and his connection in talking to those who are very close to Kalani is that he's approaching this with humility. He's saying, I haven't done anything yet. I've got to do something. I think that's where Kalani's coming from is that he wants to prove even more and then come in with his money back and say, okay, let's get it done. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, hey guys, Jake here for my friends at Zero Res. And listen, we all love our pets, but the good folks at Zero Res get this question all the time. How do you get rid of those pet smells and stains? 
Uh, traditional carpet cleaners often address the carpet surface by trying to clean visible animal waste, leaving a much larger problem deep down and sometimes underneath the carpets. Zero Res can solve the pet smell problem where the other guys just can't. Whether it's on the surface or even deep down into the pad, the Zero Res pet treatment process is designed to remove the odors not just uh, cover them up. So whether it's a small accident or a big problem, uh, Zero Res can handle it no problem. And they've got a, a great deal going on right now for Zone listeners. Check this out. You uh, pay just $33 per room clean. Get a fourth room for free, plus $50 off any pet treatments. you got to jump on it. Call 801-288-ZERO. That's 801-288-9376. Or go online, ZeroResSaltLake.com, or up north, ZeroResDavisWeber.com. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Your Cougars at 30 update here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Deseret News columnist Dick Harmon, who covers the Cougs, was on with DJ and PK this morning. Talked about the drama surrounding Coach Satake's contract talks. You have Mark Toll being backed by the owner of the Utah Jazz, a person that's put up money for him at Utah Valley and at BYU. Now you've got Kalani coming in with the guy with Bill Bar, and it's his buddy, and he's got a pocketbook that's pretty deep. So Kalani now has his guy in his corner, and he's got leverage now because of what's happened with his friend and his connection. In the talking to those who are very close to Kalani is that he's approaching this with humility. He's saying, I haven't done anything yet. I've got to do something. I think that's where Kalani's coming from, is that he wants to prove even more and then come in with his money back and say, okay, let's get it done. This Cougar update brought to you by s Roofing, your locally owned roof repair experts for a free quote and for all of your roofing needs, call s Roofing today. is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire, every day. With no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. We're live from Granite Credit Union. It's the grand opening of their Taylorsville location. Stop by and see us. 3109 West, 4700 South. Still have a a little bit of jazz gear for you with cookies. And, of course, find out what they can do for you. Should we check in at Cougar Camp, Gordon? Let's do it. You want to talk to Fessy? Let's hear from uh, Assistant Coach Fessy Satake here on the Zone Sports Network. Yeah, Fessy, uh, maybe, maybe could you describe what's the uh, maybe the intensity, physicality of practice uh, kind of in the, the dog days of camp right now? What's been maybe the, the the vibe of practices this week? That's been one of the more promising things for me just in the big picture of, of the team is the intensity, the, the passion, the energy that's uh, that we're seeing right now right in the thick of camp. And I think that right there is just a product of, of the culture, you know, of the leadership we have on this team. And, and um, I've been really, uh, really pleased with the, the energy and the excitement that these guys are just playing, you know, in the, the toughest part of fall camp. You mentioned leadership. Who, who are some of those individuals on the offensive side that 
you've noticed taking on more of a leadership role on, uh, this year? Um, first guys that come to mind, just the, obviously our, our, our three quarters, three quarterbacks battling out, done a great job um, on the O-line. Harris LeChance is, is a guy that always sticks out to me, how vocal and how, how much energy that guy has every single day, whether things are good or bad. James Empey is always a solid um, leadership figure, does his job. Receiving room, um, you know, Neil Gunner do a great job. Nakua Brothers, so much personality and energy. They do a great job. Um, Keanu Hill does a, an unbelievable job. Our running backs, Lopini um, and Tyler, you know, are guys who who have always, you know, just kind of shown leadership in the way they play. But I've seen them more vocal this year than I, I you know, they haven't shown in the past. And then, um, you know, Isaac Rex, Down Holker. I mean, some of those key positions, those guys, one, one of the things that makes them great is their leadership uh, qualities as well. They're all a part of that, the energy we see every day. Okay, go ahead, Jay. Bessie, I'm just curious, are you ready to share kind of your receiver's depth chart with us yet, or are you still a little bit away from from nailing that down? Yeah, yeah, I'm not ready yet. I'm, I'm, I mean, I think it's it's taking shape, but but um, you know, there's still there's still things I got to figure out uh, and work through. Um, I I can't say that Neil and Gunner, you know, it's not a surprise. Are, are two guys that you know we're we're going to be investing heavily in. They're proven guys. Um, you know, but after that, there's there's a plethora of receivers who, um, with a little bit more time and reps, you know, I can start to um, discuss that more. So the video for, we saw from the scrimmage uh, looked like you've got some newcomers that are that are showing well. Can you kind of give us an idea of what maybe new faces we might see this year that are kind of moving up a little bit? Yeah. Um, Newcomers, as in like their first time here, or just guys who haven't played a lot, like in or the past. Just, just who, besides the the guys we know about, maybe who are some guys that have yeah. kind of surprised you or impressed you that maybe we don't know that much about? Yeah. Yet? Keanu Hills had a had a great fall camp. He's one that just with time and more experience gets better and better, um, in, improves in, in his receiver play and understanding our offense. Chris Jackson is another one who's taken such a big step in terms of just the mental part of, and knowledge of the playbook. He's he's super comfortable and, and I completely trust him. Um, you know, understanding the playbook. Um, Braden Cosper, unbelievable camp. Um, and then you know the Nakua brothers. I know they're they're on a limited basis right now. But when they go, they've they've shown and proven that they got the playbook down and, and can make plays when the ball comes their way. Um, you know, Hobbs Nyberg is another one who's when, when he gets his his uh, shots, you know, he 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 takes advantage of them. Um, I know when you start naming guys, you run the risk of forgetting guys, but I can go down the list. Every guy's done something well, but those are just some of the guys that have um, have really stepped up this camp. Go ahead. Bessie, uh, Kalani's mentioned in the past that, you know, he'll more likely than not defer to, to A-Rod and you when it comes to the quarterback decision. Uh, what input will you give uh, to, to A-Rod in the decision? What's maybe been your observations of these quarterbacks? Just my, my, my perspective from a receiver standpoint, um, I think there's two components to that. One is I know what my guys, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty vocal and, you know, and, and positive about the different quarterbacks and what they bring and, and, um, you know, little things, how, how, how the ball comes out their hand and, and, um, you know, some of that stuff from the receiver side. And then there's just my side of, of whatever I know from the little bit of quarterbacks I coached. And then, um, just another voice in the coaching room. A-Rod's always been great at being, you know, including everyone and, and getting our opinions. So that's kind of how 
about where I see my role. Nothing, nothing crazy. Just giving my opinion from, from receiver perspective and um, from my own individual one. One of the younger names in the receiver room that I wanted to, to touch base with you on is, is Cody Epps. I know he's banged up a little bit in spring and, and dealt with some uh, injuries here and there in, in fall, but how's he coming along? Is, is he healthy? Where, where's Cody at? He's progressing. He's one that we're, we're still um, just being very, very careful with. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's a foot deal and that's not something you want to, you want to push. So um, in terms of he's ready mentally, there's no doubt in my mind, he's so competitive, but he's someone who I'm just, you know, slow playing and I'm not forcing it. Um, so yeah, that's why we haven't seen a ton of him this fall. Thanks, Fessy. Jeremy, yep. go ahead. What's up, Fessy? How you doing, man? Good. What's up, man? Um, so you mentioned the uh, Nicole brothers are on a limited basis right now. Are they pacing to be available and play against Arizona? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. That's, that's the plan. So, and what have you seen from them that has impressed you to where you feel like they could make an impact this season? Uh, just their ability to, to make plays. I mean, they, when the, they have a knack for going and getting the ball, um, understanding um, the concepts that we have, knowing, you know, where the ball is going to be. And, and they bring um, – they just bring a lot of personality to our room. I, I know that's something that you don't see in statistics and numbers, but that's huge. When you have guys that have a natural um, ability to lead and to bring energy um, and passion to the field, like you value that stuff as a coach. And so the fact that they can couple that with their ability to make plays and pick up this playbook are, are things that I think are keeping them on track to, for us to see a lot of them this year. And th- did they integrate right away really well, or did it take a sec? Right away, right away. And the reason why one, I think they're going to fit in no matter where they go. That's just their personality. Um, but the other thing is just the credit to our room and they, to those guys, no egos, uh, welcome them in with open arms right away. And then that trickled out to the rest of the team. I just think the culture of this team and the way everyone's taking them in is, is just more proof of, of the family unit and bond and the culture that we have here. Okay. Last question, Greg, go ahead. Hey, Fessy, um, I know you're busy with your own thing, obviously, but have you gotten any sense uh, of the buzz Dax is creating uh, with Washington? And and I'm sure you're not surprised that he's opening eyes. What helps him do that at, at a high level, do you think? Uh, his ability to just stay calm and who he is no matter what um when and Dax is, was like that last year when things were going really good or when when you know things were were a little tense he was the same person so I'm not surprised I've been able to fortunately to be to stay in touch through text just talked to him the other day and just got kind of got his opinion on things and how things are going I'm so proud of him um I know he's just going to con- continue to keep doing well and and I think the future is really bright for him and what does it mean to have, I mean, presuming he sticks, have, have, have BYU receivers, um, you know, contributing at the next level for this program? Yeah, it, it means a lot. You know, it just it's, it, it just sends the message to, most importantly, our guys right now in the room that, that they can accomplish their goals. You know, we preach that as a staff that you come here to BYU, you can accomplish all your goals that you can anywhere else. And, you know, when, you, when, when guys go to the NFL and specifically in the receiver room, that keeps that message flowing strong. And then it sends a message to all the recruits and the potential uh, players here, um, you know, that are going to play for BYU that, that you, can, you can go accomplish your dreams, whether you come in as a highly touted recruit four-star, five-star guy, or whether you walk on and, and don't have many scholarships that you'll come here, you'll thrive, you'll get your opportunities, and if you make the most of it, you'll be able to, to accomplish your goals. That's Fessy Satake here on the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone Live from Granite Credit Union. 
grand opening, Taylorsville location, 3109 West, 4700 South. They're celebrating through Saturday. They're going to have food trucks. Uh, They've got a big backyard barbecue set raffle, including a beautiful looking smoker uh, you can earn 110 bucks when you open a checking account with a debit card uh, they've got mortgage loans uh, they can get you set up with a visa credit card business accounts auto loans as low as 1.99 percent apr get to know the good folks here at granite credit union 3109 west 4700 south here in taylorsville more big show next 97.5 and 1280 the zone the top 60 and 60 is back on the zone sports network get your college football fix every day at 1 30 as the zone counts you down to the start of the 2021 season by listing off the top 60 players in the state of utah is voted on by the local media you'll also hear from the coaches as they talk about the players that will impact their season the most it's the top 60 and 60 weekdays at 1 30 Presented by Cypress Credit Union and ICON. On your home of the best college football coverage in Utah. 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, hey guys, the big show here to tell you about our friends at Trajan Wealth. That's T-R-A-J-A-N, Trajan Wealth. You can check them out, TrajanWealth.com. And Gordon, uh, when it comes to your financial security, the financial security of your family, you need somebody that you can trust, somebody that you can go to with your questions for a little direction and help organizing uh, the situation for the best outcome for you and your family. I'm a big believer in that, Jake, and uh, it, uh, it is beneficial to families of all sizes, of all economic backgrounds. Get somebody to help you put your plan together and move forward with it. All I can say is you'll be really glad you did. And, of course, if uh, it, it is uh, applicable regardless of your stage in life, Gordon, whether you're a young person, whether you're close to retirement, whether you're middle-aged like myself, I just turned 40, maybe it's something uh, you want to plan for your retirement. Uh, Trajan can certainly do that, but uh, they can do a lot more as well. Fiduciary investment management, wills, trusts, and estate planning, life insurance, annuities. You can uh, convert Roth rollover uh, opportunities. Uh, if you're into mutual funds, there might be a better way called Trajan Wealth to understand the difference. All of that stuff, very important. Yeah, create a plan. I don't care if you're 20, you're 30, you're 40, you're 50, you're 60, you're like me, you're 85. You know, pay attention to it. Get it done. Get somebody who really knows what they're doing, and it'll pay off. It'll pay off for you. It'll pay off for your family members. It'll pay off for your kids. It pays off for everybody. And if you're like me and just want to be buried with as much money as possible, <laughs> they can make that happen. Here's the phone number. Call them, 801-899-7600. That's 801-899-7600. They can get you started. You can also, as I mentioned, go online, TrajanWealth.com, T-R-A-J-A-N, TrajanWealth.com. That's Trajan Wealth. Advisory services through uh, Trajan Wealth, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Estate planning services through Trajan Estate. State. That's TrajanWealth.com or 801-899-7600. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utes at 50 update. Defensive coordinator Morgan Scally asked about uh, Coach Witt comparing this team to the team in 2019. 
Uh, I definitely see it in the leadership. I definitely see it in the front seven. The secondary is still untested. And so that's kind of the question mark right there. I mean, you're talking about a pretty darn good secondary with, with Blackman and Burgess and Jalen Johnson. So these guys haven't really proven uh, anything yet other than they're, they're, they're willing and they're athletic enough. We're, we're excited about them. But again, you know, they're still untested. The set day brought to you by our friends at Bullfrog Spas. They're having a job fair uh, and hiring for a range of assembly and other positions. Come to the fair on Friday from 2 to 7 and Saturday from 11 to 2. On-the-spot interviews and a tour of the facility in Harriman. For more information, go to bullfrogspas.com. isn't much that makes Austin Horton angry. Wait, who are we kidding? Almost everything makes Austin upset. This is Austin's airing of grievances. The tradition begins with the airing of grievances. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Our producer, Austin Horton, has an enemies list someplace you don't want to find your name, yet we put people on it all the time. Who's going on there today, Aust? Uh, a man in uh, West Palm Beach, Florida, is going on the, the list for giving a, a bad name to condiments everywhere. <laughs> okay. All right. After being dropped off at her friend's house uh, after a date... A woman said her evening got rather interesting and possibly at times frightening. After she entered the dwelling, her date approached the front door and began emptying packets of ranch dressing and ketchup all over the front entryway. Uh, The incident, as if the incident weren't bizarre enough, his next act might suggest a second date as more than unlikely. He then reared back and punched the doorbell camera after realizing... This thing has me on camera. Though his, his face was partially covered, there were several moments of the footage that were very revealing. It was clear who this person was and that he had just dropped her off after a date. The homeowner stated they were going to prosecute. Hmm. So, a bad date. I don't know. Apparently his date went wrong, went, went, went poorly, and the man decided, I'm going to ranch dressing this girl's front entryway. So. Is that really vandalism, though? <laughs> yes. When you get the hose and hose it down, is that really you say it is a crime of passion? Is that what you're saying here? Uh, you know, the guy had a bad bad date. Give him a break. <laughs> he just emptied some ranch on the on the front porch. What's the matter? Yeah, but at least it wasn't wasabi. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, you know, maybe charge him to replace the doorbell camera or something. But you know, you don't believe it. You're saying give the guy. Well, a break when or? I hear the word vandalize, like uh, Austin was uh, giving us a little tease off the air uh, going into this segment, and, and said a guy that vandalized their house after a bad day. I was thinking like threw a brick through the window or something, not squeezed a little ranch onto the front porch. Yeah, but those sauces can stain. <laughs> I, I think we can solve this by uh, ranch dressing the the Jake Scott household tonight and seeing how that goes. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll get out the ho- uh, get out the hose and uh, give it a good spray. You're the guy um, that yells at eight year olds for cutting across your driveway. I don't. True, I do do that. <laughs> Have you ever had a date that was so bad that you felt the urge to do anything like that? Well, what does it solve? 
Yeah, I don't know where, where that really gets me, so I guess I'll, I'll say no. I've had bad dates, but you know what was the best part of that? The end of the date, where I didn't have to <laughs> yeah, see was, them again. It was over. I didn't have to go back and vandalize, with, or excuse me, decorate with ranch dressing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I just squirted a little ranch onto the front porch. This is hardly vandalism. <laughs> Maybe in some cultures that's an act of love. I don't know. Yeah. But he's on the Whoa. list because Whoa. because ranch dressing deserves better. A little mustard on it. Ranch dressing deserves better. I like that. That works. All right. Condiment. There you go. A little vandalizing with, with ranch dressing. All right. We, uh, we are live. Granite Credit Union. Their grand opening. Their Taylorsville location, 3109 West, 4700 South. Uh, come by. Uh, the grand opening is going on through Saturday. They're going to have food trucks. They've got a backyard barbecue set raffle prize. And when we say barbecue set, we mean cooler smoker like the they're, whole they're going, they're going there, all yeah. out yeah mm-hmm. um they do all sorts of stuff of course here at granite auto loans as low as 1.99 percent apr um in honor of the grand opening you can get uh, 110 bucks when you open a checking account with a debit card get a hundred dollars when you open a youth certificate with a monthly automatic contribution um they're going to do daily giveaways on top of the the backyard barbecue set sunglasses tote bags cool stuff like that they just want you to come by they want to get the word out that they're here and open We've got a beautiful facility here to serve you. Exactly. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrap it up, a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We want to say a big thanks to the folks here at Granite Credit Union for hosting us today. It's the grand opening of their Taylorsville location, 3109 West, 4700 South. They are wonderful people, uh, and we appreciate them having us out here today. Movie Zone coming up right around the corner. I know what today's poll question is, Austin, but hit us with the poll question. I liked my answer this week. Yeah, uh, CODA is coming out this week, which stands for Child of Deaf Adults. It's won, it won the Grand Jury Prize at Sundance. Larry Tissoni of Megaplex is going to uh, hang out in studio with us for the full hour, so we're excited about that. But because of that family-centric movie coming out, we asked for your favorite family-centric movies. And Jake, I already told you on Twitter, your answer wins. I said the Royal Tannenbaums. <laughs> Which Gordon hasn't seen. No, I haven't. It's just an amazing film. Uh, but yeah, that, that that was an easy one for me, Austin. Although there are a lot of, of great candidates out there, i got to admit. Gordon, you have any uh, suggestions? Family-centric films? Well, two two come to mind. The first one, since my kids are all grown adults now, I would say, um, well, no, you guys will make fun of me if I say what I was going to say, but I, so I, so I won't. Oh, don't be afraid of us. Shoot your shot. When have we ever made fun of you? Never. I'm getting a little, uh, a little shy over here. What's your answer? Wreck it, Ralph. Is that a fam a movie no. about a family? No. Oh, I, that's not the way I interpret a family centric movie. A fam- family centric. Okay, so something on a family. I, I mean, I, without I, Wreck-It I, Ralph, I don't have a family. It was my my I, wife and I's first date. Was it really? Yeah. I I, I interpreted family centric as being for like the a family, family movie. No, no, no. Yeah. It's like a movie about a family. Like The Godfather. The Great Outdoors is pretty good. <laughs> oh, that's a great answer. Uncle Buck. Yeah. Man. What's the, what was the one with Steve Martin and they had uh, uh, all those kids? 
cheaper by the dozen? Yeah, that's a that's a cute movie. Yeah. All right, so that's what we'll be doing uh, next. Seven new movies, so not just Coda, but others as well. All right, movies on coming up right around the corner. Gordon, you enjoy your evening, sir. You too, Jake, and all our listeners. We hope you have a terrific night. It's a big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.